0: Of June. We are almost done with June, you guys. We've got like a week left. Isn't that just absolutely amazing? I think next Wednesday we'll hit July first and we this year our weather's been different in California where normally we have like May Gray and then we have June gloom and then, you know, kinda towards the middle of July it gets hot and then it just stays hot until October. And that's really like if you were to say, when do we have our summer summer, that's when we have it. But we didn't have June Gloom this year. And we really had May Gray, but we finally got it. So I wonder if that's going to postpone summer. But we're back to our cold mornings. So my walks have been so enjoyable because they're, they're colder. and And that's been really cool. But there's a lot going on. In my work right now, and I will not be here Tuesday until next Monday. So we will put rerun shows out, but I knew I would be here today. I didn't find out till Friday night. And one of the cool things is that I wanted to do this show about how to deal with stress live time. Because of something I have been doing, and it works, it actually works so well. I brought it up when I first started saying it, and every time I find myself in a crunch, pressured, I got to get a lot done, I'm doing whatever, and I say that, I immediately change. And I never thought, you know, I like the, the one-stop shop thing, or if you just do this, your life will change, and, you know, all those kinds of ads that you might hear or see. That's what's happening with this. It confronts my stress. And stress is good. If we didn't have stress, we'd never wake up in the morning. But too much stress, like anything, too much of whatever it is, good food can cause problems. Too much bad food can cause problems. Too much of anything is just apparently too much. But something different has happened. And now it's been months that I have been saying this, and I have to tell you, it has been one of, It's been a game changer. It has been a game changer. So how do we deal with stress live time? And God knows there's enough of it to go around. There's like, you know, we have in some countries better than others. I know in America it's totally run amok because the people who are running our country are in denial of the fact, literally, that we actually have a pandemic. And downplaying the fact as though nobody's dying, and, no, and almost like you're blaming the people for talking about it, but it's there. So there, it's like the biggest, um, I want to say, display of just flagrant. This you don't see what you see or hear what you hear. I mean, it's no longer a oh my gosh, a pointing fingers. It's a fact that we are denying as a country from from wherever base we are, the states themselves are not, but our country is. And that's very stressful for a lot of people because everyone wants to be together. Everybody wants to move as a unit, but we are being told not to do that. And and even to the point where we are being told to put ourselves at risk. And that's showing up in the numbers, not in the numbers of people being tested, but in the numbers of people in the hospitals and the families affected. And that is causing a ton of stress because people just don't know what to do. The level of mixed messaging has hit an all-time unbelievable reality And that reality has caused confusion and that confusion has trickled down to each individual is, well, what do I do? Do I go? Don't I go? Do I stay? Do I wear? wear?" You know, all these things that we have to do and all we're doing is going to a grocery store or driving our car. And what's hard for us to pinpoint that that's actually stress because we view it as outside of us. And then we carry our own stresses. What am I going to do for work? Wow, I found this. You become very innovative. You become very empowered and you keep hitting obstacles. That's our personal stress. So how do we help ourselves stay in the moment of facing our stresses rather than carry them? So Saturday morning, I'm going on my walk. My daughter comes to meet me. She's, you know, not working till August, I think. You never know. And she comes over and we go for our walk. So we're ready to turn where we're going to go. And we're at like the, the, there's two turning lanes and we're on the one that's on the right. So the left one was, and all of a sudden, a car just goes by us over 100 miles an hour. It had to be. It's, it made my car feel like a boat. It just made my car do silly stuff. And then I looked at my daughter. I'm like, what was that? And then he cut the light. He went around Everybody. At that high of a speed, and thank God, I don't know who it was. They did end up catching him later in the day because I ended up seeing it on the news. But prior to that, he was a good enough driver not to get hit or hit anybody in that intersection where he cut the light. So what happened after that was like there were four or five police cars chasing him and lights and sirens and all of that. And for the second time in the last month, I spontaneously cried. It's one thing when we hear about stuff. It's one thing to hear the National Guard went in, and it's another to see it. It's one thing to hear about looting, and it's another to see it. It's one thing to hear about a high-speed chase, and it's another to see it. So that day was my son's birthday. So now we're like, oh my God, what was that? And we park and we go for our walk, and within 10 minutes, we're on to something else. So then we're done walking. We decide okay, every Saturday we've been shopping for groceries, and we only do it one day a week, so we're not going all the time. So here we are. My daughter stays with us, she has time. It's my son's birthday, we want to celebrate. So we do it by going to the grocery store together. So there we are. We go to the grocery store. About 40 minutes later, we're coming back home. We're coming back home, and as we want to go to the area where we get on the freeway, everything's shut down. All The the way to turn the street, you get on to get to the street to turn, everything's shut down. There's like 40 vehicles. Their emergency vehicles, firemen, down on the freeway. They shut down the freeway, and we thought, what the heck happened? So we put the radio on again to hear the news, and I'm like, what is up today? What is up today? And we hear that there was uh, a fatality on the freeway that they were investigating. And then we didn't hear anything else. We didn't know if it was a car accident or what was going on. And we couldn't get news. We waited probably by the middle of the day. We found out what happened once we segued to come home, and we had to go, like, all the way around it and, you know, how those things happen when you have a detour. And not only did I think how stressful is it for us to receive all of this public angst and public hurts and public ills, but I also thought about the people That we're doing it. Well, it turns out that that highway or freeway overpass, there was a jumper. Someone who wanted to jump to his death lifetime. And all I could think was, I need to pray for this person. And I don't know if he actually jumped and died. It's like once the news is over, it's hard to find the information. And the guy that was driving like a nut, turned out he had just robbed a store, and he was armed with a knife, and the police were almost going to catch him, and he did a U-turn on a very busy freeway and then took off, and they did end up catching him, apprehending him. But our stress levels have gotten so high that we are acting out in bigger and bigger ways. The more stress, the more crazy. The more stress, the more crazy the event that is going to happen. This was all in the course of one morning. One morning, and I I looked at my daughter, and I'm like, you know, once you get home, don't go out today. Today's a weird day. Everything just feels combobulated. And on top of it, it was June gloom, so it's like cloudy and gray and crazy. And it's like one of those days you just, if you can, just get home. And then I said, gosh, you know, we need to talk about stress in so many ways. And I know in America, I can't speak for the rest of the world. I know people around the world are stressed, but in different ways. But we are in a country right now that is totally uninformed we have no direct messaging we have no direct protocol we have nothing everything is a free-for-all we have a state where the people took over a third three blocks there's you know peaceful protests but they're being called names by our country and this total denial of a pandemic of protesting of of everything that comes with this. It's just a flat-out denial. There's no other way to, to frame it. So people are getting stressed saying things like, what's really going on here? We're asking questions. But because we're not getting answers, we don't feel safe, and it's causing anxiety, which increases the stress level. So all that being said, I thought, geez, I need to address confrontation of stress. How do we confront? How do we confront it? I thought, well, how do I confront it? What have I been doing? Because there is times where I feel that, like I'll just sit and my heart starts racing because I'm thinking, Does anybody see what's going on? Am I blind, deaf, and dumb to the point that, or tone deaf even, to any answers around me? It's like my brain is searching for just a nugget of truth, like somebody to just tell the truth and not spin it or not be asked the question and then, you know, accuse you for asking the question or blame you for noticing the problem. Because we are living in a very dark mind right now as a country, a very dark outlook, a very dark world of just total, total blatant disregard for the truth. And yet we're hardwired to the truth, hence the stress. So what happened? It has nothing to do with political view anymore. It has nothing to do with us not seeing reality anymore. It all goes back to just not hearing truth. doesn't matter who's saying it, who's doing it, we're not hearing it. So then, you know, having seen Christ, my questions were, wow, God, what's up? What's going on? Why are we? Doing this, how are we doing it? And he said, very simply, again, go back to origins of truth. We are witnessing pure catalysts, pure catalysts. They will fight to the death for the lie. They just don't know that the lie is not serving them well because the meek are blind. There you have it. Blind. So they can't see. They think no one else can see. And it reminded me of when I was little and I used to suck my thumb. And I loved sucking my thumb. I I remember sucking my thumb. I was like between five and six years old and my parents didn't know how to get me to stop sucking my thumb. And they would put pepper on my finger so that when I put my finger in my mouth I would burn my mouth and I would stop sucking my thumb. But As a kid, before the pepper incidences, because there were a few, it took me a long time, I would put my blanket over my head and sit under the blanket and suck my thumb. Because in my little brain, I thought no one can see me, they all knew what I was doing, but I was blind. And I thought, if I thought they couldn't see me, they couldn't see me. I decided for them that they couldn't see me. And they were just watching me, knowing what I was doing. And then they'd ask me, and I'd end up having to tell them, well, yes, that's what I was doing, because what was I going to do? I was a kid. And then I'd get the pepper. So then I tried to hide, and then my brother would go tell on me. Now, imagine in today's world, I'd blame my brother for telling on me and talk about how he lied. But they would know the truth because they know I suck my thumb and I can't stop. And nobody knew how to stop that (laughs) boat from sailing. And I feel like now we're watching the world suck its thumb and it thinks no one can see it. And it believes it so much so that they just keep repeating the lie, hoping it will be true. That repetition will work, that it will stick, that we can change the truth. But we're so hardwired to the truth, but we are stuck at confronting our stress. Such an interesting thing. So I say, God, I know everything happens for a reason. So this is happening for a reason. I would be naive to say that it wasn't. That only good things happen for a reason. Or sometimes things like what we're seeing, slow drips of distorted reality. So I got, yes, This is there's a big reason. And I said, so this is a bigger picture conversation, yes. So what's happening? And again, back to origins of truth. Black and white. It's either black or it's white. There's no in between. When we hear someone talk with compassion right now, it stirs such emotion in me that I cry. So what's happened when I cried in those two events, the National Guard event and the High Speed Chase event, was that... I saw the results of our pain, and I felt it, and I felt it enough to instantaneously bring tears to my eyes. And I remember my daughter saying, why are you crying? Just feel. You just feel that jumbo, like jumbo, I want to say. You know, when you see something just mixing up and mixing up and mixing up so much you can't tell what color it was, it just turns into black. Because you put so many colors that it just went into one color and you can't decipher that black actually had orange and yellow and red in it at one time. And it was painful to feel. So then, remember when I said to you guys before about how I was saying, God, I want what you want. started just saying that over and over again for like the last two months or three months since we've been quarantined it's more than before because my brains had more time to think, more time to see, more time to feel, more time to pay attention. And we had to pay attention more in the beginning because we were getting so much information and now nobody's given us information. Our state is. They they get on two or three times a week, just updates and telling us how to further take care of ourselves. But everyone's just on their own pretty much. You either wear a mask and protect yourself or you don't. You either believe it or you don't. There's no in between. You either wear the mask or you don't. That's enough. That's black and white enough. So when I start to feel that little race going on in my heart, I say, God, I'm going to do my best. I know this is what you want for us now. I know we need to learn something for this and from this. May we do so. May we learn. I want what you want, and I will do my best in it. So this is literally the time of going back to the fork in the road and repaving it with love. But getting back to that fork, we're all witnessing it right now because everything we've done to harm others, and it's not just one group. This is the most obvious group today. Three years ago, the most obvious group was the Mexican population because we were holding them in housing at the border and separating parents from children. Imagine those children, how they felt, and the parents. I don't know if personally I could have taken it. I would have had to if I were there. But I say, God, why? He said, we have to learn that there is no soul more important than another. This is the only way to do it. And the only way that can be brought to light is through pure catalysts. And we're witnessing pure catalysts, blind as a bat, pure catalysts. Not pure Democrats, not pure Republicans, pure catalysts. Because there's pure catalysts everywhere and they're now showing up. And the people who hear the pure catalyst, who have that ear to hear it and listen to it and respond to it, are one and the same. Remember what Christ said, everything's the same, it's just at different levels. And we're witnessing that right now. There isn't... A right or wrong. We all know deep inside what's right and what's, what's not right, I should say. But we are witnessing the blind. And that's why it's so frustrating. We feel like we're talking at a wall. Didn't you see that? Oh, my God. And now they did this. And in one week, we go through what we used to go through in a year. Just in a week. If we just had the, the looting, if we just had the protest, if we just had the pandemic, those would have been big things in themselves. And yet now we're being told we don't have a pandemic while we're watching it happen, while we are watching it happen, because the blind have to be blind to be the pure catalyst. And that's exactly what we are witnessing right now. There's no question about it. And to them, I may sound, to a pure catalyst, I may sound like an idiot. Because the pure catalysts are using those words to describe the people who can see what they're doing. Calling them names, dumb as a box of rocks, whatever, because they are pure as a catalyst. It's almost like a programmed robot. Whatever you put in, you know what you're going to get back. Why? Because ego is predictable. Everyone knows what ego will do. Ego doesn't have that many plays, but the ones it has, we know them. That's why we get so mad at ourselves when we listen to it. Because we know that it isn't our original voice. So it's like ego run amok. Catalyst run amok. Blindness run amok. And then the people who will agree with no matter what you say, or do, is very cult-like. Because there's one thing catalysts have in common, and that they like to be part of a bigger group of catalysts. Because they do feel power in numbers like anybody else. They do feel that. But deep inside, each catalyst only cares about themselves first and then about others, if they even get to others, which if they're a pure catalyst, do not have empathy. This has been a very telling time in our history. So when I say, God, I want what you want, may you watch over us in this time. May we grow to repaving this world with love. My stress levels, Just subside. They literally, I forget. Because then I know we're part of a bigger picture at this time in our history. We are the bigger picture. All of us. Catalysts included because we need the push and the pull to make sure that there is no stone left unturned in this time up with cranes, it's like every time you think it's going to be quiet, every time you think that it's over, every time you think that, oh my gosh, we got them this time, there's more, there's more, and then there's more to the more, and then there's more to the more, and you can't even remember everything. Origins of Truth keeps calling it over and over and over again. That book, when I said it was a living, breathing organism, I had no idea how far-reaching that was. You guys, I'm done for today. I can't believe it's already over. I will see you next Monday. I'll let you know what's going on. I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.